91.3 WVKR. Independent Radio, Poughkeepsie, New York. It's 4 o'clock on a Wednesday. It must be time for a local motion here on 91.3 WVKR. Thanks for joining us today. Show number 257 for me on these airwaves. Always a pleasure. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And um, if it's your first time tuning in today, this show is all about music of the Hudson Valley. Musicians that live here, those coming to perform in our area venues, as well as those coming to record in our world-class area recording studios. Thrilled to be joined today with my guest coming on the, well, calling in in a few minutes, I should say, Mr. Tony Falco. Yay! Tony is the owner of the Falcon in Marlboro, New York. Live at thefalcon.com. Many people that love live music are very familiar with our beloved Falcon in Marlboro. Really look forward to talking with Tony more about it during these trying times, of course, for live music. So we'll have a lot to talk about. We'll we'll throw in a little history of the Falcon, too, if some of you are not aware of um, the start and the creation of the beautiful venue we now know as the Falcon. So Tony will be calling in in a few minutes. And in the meantime, we will start this show off with some music. And um, lo and behold, we'll start it off with The Restless Age. Restless Age consists of Lee Falco. Yes, that's Tony's son. And Will Bryant and um, Brandon Morrison. So let's start off right now with The Restless Age while we wait for Tony Falco to give a call. 91.3 WVKR. I told you once, I told you twice, I told you about a thousand times That we could be here 40 nights and we would never see eye to eye I know I'm the bad guy, cause you're trying to come around 
Exciting new styles to inspire your. 913 WVKR Independent Radio, Poughkeepsie, New York. We just heard the restless age there with Good Way Out. And Lee Falco, the drummer of that band, is the son of Tony Falco, who I have on the phone. Tony, you there with me? Yes, I am. Oh, oh, wonderful thing. Thanks so much for being here today. It's it's really good to talk to you again. It's been a while since you've been on the show here, and um, I just thought it would be fitting for you to be a guest today. So thank you for your time. Oh, sure, Rita. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I've been, uh, we'll delve into the history a little bit of the Falcon, because I know thousands of people have been to your place, but maybe not everybody really knows how you all started it up. Um, but, you know, I just want to say, you're open. You are open. Your restaurant is open. And uh, I've been lucky enough to have dinner at the Falcon a couple of times during this last few months since you've moved inside. And incidentally, there was some beautiful live music. So, Oh, yes. We've been having great music as, long, uh, as well as uh, keeping the restaurant open. Yeah. So, you know, I'm proud to continue and hopefully things will get better and we'll do more in the future. Yeah, yeah, before you can bring it back outside. You had such a great thing going this summer with um, the uh, the the beautiful patio, the deck that you have overlooking the beautiful Marlboro Falls there. So um, got some great times there this summer as well. So for you, just so you know, and I'm sure I'm not alone when I say this, being able to go to the Falcon these past six months that you've been back open has been what's been my lifeline to sanity. So, <laughs> um, me too. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, when it was closed in the spring and summer, it was kind of depressing. You know, I so missed a lot of music. Right. So it was so nice to get back to it in July and have continued throughout. Yeah, yeah. You are. I don't know, you know, you're one of the biggest supporters I've ever met of music and live music and particularly the musicians. I, it, You can't say this about everybody, and every time I've talked to you on air, I always say it. You really, truly 
remind me of um, James Stewart in It's a Wonderful Life. While I don't mean financially you're the richest man in town, I mean that with love from everyone that has ever stepped foot in the Falcon. The musicians simply adore you, and it's a testament to the people that you have coming back all the time as far as the quality and caliber of world-class musicians that you get to host um, most each and every weekend. So, um, yeah. Tony, you're, you know, you're, it's a love fest here when you're on the phone with me. That's all I got to say. So, um, <laughs> well, we've built something quite nice and the mission is support living artists and it's from the heart. Mm-hmm. It we sure do is. look out for the artists and take care of them and you know, do our best with the patrons and I think uh, we've created something nice. Yeah, you have. And um, talk to me about the art before we get a, forget that, or before I forget that, um, because you always have such a beautiful display of art from living artists. Yes, well, visual artists, we, uh, you know, in the main room, we have a nice gallery here, and we change the artwork every two months. Or we had been Jessica Brush, Lee's girlfriend and uh, Brush Textiles. Uh, she's the one who uh, was the curator of the artwork. And uh, every two months we would have a, a different visual artist. And that's been going on for years. Yep. Actually, it was every three months before Jess got involved. It was just too much for me. But she was uh, into it and moved it up to every two months. Right now, Maria Lago's work is here Uh I think next month Ned Moran is going to do a rock and roll museum uh, show upstairs because nothing is going on downstairs in the rock and roll museum since uh, March. Right. So uh, we'll give Ned some wall space and we'll have some great rock artwork on the walls. Yeah. And... uh, Actually, Maria Lago's work is for sale, and we always give 100% to the visual artist of sales. We don't take a cut, but Ned's not selling anything. No, no. Just come in and check it out. He wants just to share, and I love that. Yeah, he's got some great stories. Um, Every time I've gone into the Falcon Underground, there's always something I haven't seen before. You know, you can't just walk by. You just have to stop and look. And there's just thousands of pieces of memorabilia. Um, In case listeners aren't familiar with the Falcon in Marlboro, it's three stories, this building. Let's talk about the history of this building and then your involvement with it. That dates back quite some time now, if you don't mind. Well, it's... A water-powered factory. It's built on the Latintown Creek here. That's why we have this beautiful waterfall next to us. It, it was built as a button factory, making buttons for clothing out of seashells. It was called the Pioneer Button Factory. Love it. And uh, that was in the early 1800s. It went through quite a few different incarnations. It was a roller skating rink, wooden wheels back in the late 1800s. It it was a a basket factory, I heard. It was a brokerage house for goods that were going uh, on barges and railroad from the farmers in the area. They would stop here and the brokers would 
pay for their goods and and ship them off on the Hudson River on barges or put them on the railroad. Uh, it was a health club at one point. Wow. And then it was a, a cabinet maker shop when I bought it. Carmen Cavoli had his Carmen's Kitchen Cabinets here. And when did you buy it? What year? I believe it was 2007. I, I bought the building from Carmen. I had had the Old Falcon, which was the house concert behind my home. Mm-hmm. And that started in 2001. I outgrew that space. Bought this building in 2007. Put my laboratory downstairs, environmental lab works, and then built the main room of the Falcon uh, and opened up shows in 2009 and moved from the old Falcon to the new one uh-huh. and the existing one at least. And then uh, built the middle floor out probably around 2011. That opened up and started doing music there and had uh, Avalon Archives uh, Rock and Roll Museum in there. So it's it's been nice. We have uh, three stages now. We have the outside stage in the beer garden. We have the underground stage, which is part of the Rock and Roll Museum. And then we have the main stage upstairs. Upstairs, yeah, yeah. It's a whole little compound you got going on there, Tony. Yeah, I'm lucky. It's a beautiful spot. It is a beautiful spot. Tell me, if you would, um, after the hurricane, Irene, um, and the damage that it caused and how you rebuilt that exterior, because it's as as exquisite as the interior is. Well, yeah, we we took a big hit in Hurricane Irene. Uh, The Latintown Creek was roaring, and it overcame the... uh, walls, the bulkhead that we had, and uh, took out the decking that I had built in the back of the parking lot, created a lot of damage. Uh, So we had to uh, rebuild the whole thing, and we did it, you know, uh, to the next step. I took a big loan and made a beautiful beer garden with stone walls and decking overlooking the falls, and I built a much larger bulkhead, uh, a wall at the stream so I could handle a storm quite a bit bigger than the Hurricane Irene, hopefully. Hopefully that'll yeah. never come, but at least yes, you're prepared. I, uh, yes, it's, you know, with climate change, you know, it's, it's threatening yes. that we'll have another storm. They said that was a 100-year storm, but I don't believe it. We're having them every few years now, aren't we? Yes, so even with building it higher than needed, I'm still nervous about Mother Nature right? right. throwing some wrath on us. Yeah, well, lo and behold, how wonderful that you did that, because unbeknownst to any of us, look at what 2020 brought us with a pandemic and having to move your operations outside. Right. We had a nice facility to have outside shows, and it looked and sounded great out there. I really enjoyed the uh, late summer shows, even with social distancing. 
we were able to get quite a few people, about 130 people right. at each show, and it felt really safe outside. You know, during the pandemic, we could social distance, and there's great sight lines to the stage, and it just sounds really nice out there. The waterfall really wasn't too high from July through October, so it was a nice season that we had, and it was pretty, uh, not a lot of rain, so most of the shows went on. I, I think I only had to cancel three of them due to uh, inclement weather. Yeah, yeah, and it was nice because your stage out there is so, um, it's all level, like staggered. It's not one level. You've got really perfect for distancing which is exactly what we needed you know this summer so um yeah it was just so great and it wasn't a bad seat anywhere because the sound was just so great you know and and there were some real memorable shows there at least that i went to there were many more that i unfortunately didn't go to but the ones that i went to there were some that were just really remarkable i remember sex mob being there um, and doing some sort of a memorial. You'll have to tell me more about that one. Um, and you had like a beautiful uh, campfire going out there. It was just really memorable. Medeski was there as well. Yeah, that was a special night. Of a friend, uh, a good Falcon friend, Rob Height, he passed away. He's a visual artist, a sculptor, and painter that lived, had his studio and home up in. Opus, and he was good friends with Stephen Bernstein, the guys from Sex Mob. And uh, when Robert passed away, we decided to have a tribute to him, and that's what that Sex Mob show. That's why I made the fire out in the in the stream bed. Just uh, it was a tribute to Robert Height, and uh, we had his artwork on. Uh, around, if you remember that yes, evening yeah, on yeah. the sides of the stage, Robert was a great artist. Uh, he'll be surely missed, and he was loved by many. And it was uh, an honor to be able to do a tribute to him. We always talked about doing an outside show on the grounds. His artwork uh, is three-dimensional and architectural and just... Uh, really interesting stuff in it. The setting of the waterfall here was just perfect for his artwork, and we were talking about putting different sculpture pieces out along the waterfall and just having them uh, observed from the decking, and it never happened. And uh, we figured we'd do something outside with his artwork, so that was very nice, and his family and friends all came and. It was a special show. It really was. It was, and I love Sex Mob. That's a great band. Oh, so much fun, so much fun. And then yeah. when you have the addition of John Medeski on the B three joining Sex Mobs, I mean, my goodness, it was just such a memorable show. Um, oh, that's right. The Brigham Kraus, uh, the saxophone player from Sex Mob, didn't make it, so they asked John Medeski to sit in, and uh, instead of the sax, we had a. Keyboards and John is amazing, so it, it just was a cool night. Right. Only you, Tony Falco, brings a B three outside. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that was tough this uh, summer. It, it, 
you know, doing the back line. We had a carry piano and B3 and Fender Rhodes out there. We had to pull the PA out every night. So it was a bit of extra work, but it was it was cool, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it was a labor of love and and your wonderful wait staff who we all know and love so much. Um they got their exercise this summer um up and down those stairs and everything and and everybody just looked happy though and everybody just looked like that's exactly where they wanted to be and you know again that level of unity that music brings to everybody and it was so apparent um at your place particularly yeah, the different levels like from the lowest tables to the upstairs you know it's probably four or five flights yeah. so the, the wait staff and the runners they were all they're all working hard yeah they were but yeah. such a cool such a cool scene out there everyone loved it and you know people like sex mob and john modeski were playing out and unfortunately for the artists there wasn't much work right and uh, fortunately for me, they wanted to play, so I had great bands outside. Yeah, you Loved did. Elf with John Medeski played, yes. Oz Noy brought a few bands. Mike Stern. Mike Stern, right, who's also done some inside shows, The Big Takeover, Ciro Baptista. I had great ones outside. It, it just was an amazing season. Yeah. Hollis Brown, Sundub. Uh, you know, really cool stuff. Really cool stuff. Stuff, and then of course, New York State came down upon all of these venues. And um, you know, I know you guys are also on your website. I always, I always, every show that I have and talk about the Falcon, I always uh, steer people to to go to your website, live at thefalcon dot com. Sign up for your email list and stay abreast of what's happening at the Falcon because you tell us that what's going on with New York State and venues right now? Well, we're not allowed to advertise the shows, uh, so the music is supposed to be incidental to the food, according to the State Health Department, and it's enforced by the uh, New York State Liquor Authority. They don't want a Bacchanal happening with everyone getting drunk and dancing in front of the stage, which really doesn't happen at the Falcon, but uh, they had... um, a mandate that venues, if they served food, they could have music as long as the music was incidental to the food. So we stopped all advertising, and uh, the website no longer says who's playing at the Falcon. The Falcon is open at this time, just the main stage on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday each week. But we don't advertise who's playing. We do send out an email to people and a private uh, invite to the show so they can find out what's happening. People can get on our email list if they just go to the uh, Falcon website and sign up. And we'll let you know what's happening. And it's it's quite safe, or it seems quite safe here. It's a a big room, and we're only doing 50% capacity. We social distance the tables all tables are six feet from each other and 12 feet from the stage we have smaller ensembles now on the stage and the musicians most of them are wearing masks for the shows and uh they're 
socially distance up on the stage. So and we your also, staff is all masked too. I will have oh, to add yeah, that in. Of course, yeah. you know we sanitize everything. We check the temperature of the the staff. Uh, we have ionizers in our heat exchangers that uh, supposedly kill viruses and bacteria that should be helping, and we also bring in outside air to change the air in the room quite often, and I crack doors. I feel bad because the patrons complain. Even some of the musicians complain about, you know, it being cold in the room. But I I would rather us be safe and uh, a little bit cold than getting people sick. Yes. So... I ask people to dress warmly. Bring a scarf. We, we, we turn the heat up pretty good before the show. It's probably 75 degrees in here before people come in. And then we crack the, the doors and turn on the exhaust fan, and it probably goes down to the 60s by the time people are leaving. So it gets a little chilly. But we have hot soup and hot food and... Coffee, cocoa, tea, whatever you need to keep warm. and you got whiskey, great. too, Tony. you got whiskey on the shelf, too. That keeps you warm. That's right. We have good whiskey and <laughs> good spirits to keep us going. You know, and I do appreciate people coming out and supporting the, the music in these times, and uh, we're doing the, uh, the best we can to keep everyone safe and to keep the music alive. Yeah, you absolutely are. And, um, you know, I haven't really gone out to eat other than going to the Falcon because I see the way you guys do it, and I'm honest about that. I've gotten takeout from restaurants because I do want to support places. You know, sure. once or twice a week you get the takeout, and uh, the only place I've, me personally, have sat in is the Falcon. And um, you guys really are separated way more than most restaurants I've walked by or been in to take pickup, and um, and I just I feel good there, you know. And uh, it's it's just a, a good place, and and just that couple of hours of music man it keeps the sanity everything's starting a lot earlier now too right music for you usually starts around seven yes between seven and seven thirty we're only open from six till nine we serve dinner from six till nine i figure it's better to get people in and out so we're asking the performers just to do one set of music they usually start between seven and seven thirty and it's over by nine Uh, yeah. Great lineup, though. People are coming and playing uh, this weekend. I have Buffalo Stack on Friday. Um, Saturday's them. the Balkan Brothers. Sunday is Richard Julian's band. Next week I have uh, Brian Colazzo's group, Beesky. What is that? I haven't heard of them. Of them. He's a really cool guy, Brian Colazzo. He was in a band, I think the lead singer of a band called Live Society that was in the Newburgh uh, Hudson Valley area, but he moved down to the city. Uh, but he's a wonderful singer, and uh, he does a, a the Christmas at the Falcon show that he uh, hosts. And oh, nice. The benefit that you that you have every year? Yeah, that's that's Brian. If you've seen that, you've, you've seen him. Gotcha, gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, and uh, in fact, th- he just did a a show with Kate Pearson. That uh, Kate was looking for someone to sing in Spanish, and Brian is Puerto Rican, and uh, I know he sings in both Spanish and English. So I 
hook them up, and Kate Pearson just loved Brian. Oh, that's awesome. That's nice. That was cool. That's really, really cool. Um, let me back up to this weekend, too. And, of course, you, you need to make a reservation to go to the Falcon, right? You can go to the website again, live at thefalcon.com. Yeah, or you can just call us at right. 845 Two three six seven nine seven zero and make a reservation like that. Yeah, make a reservation. Um, I want to step back to this weekend because Buffalo Stack. Oh my God, Andy Stack. Right. Um, Lee is playing with them too. Right. It's uh, my son Lee on drums. Uh, I don't think Will Bryan is on it. I think it's uh, Jeremy Baum probably. Jeremy Baum's on keyboards. Yes, and uh, Brandon Morrison on. On bass. Bass, and of course, Andy Stack on guitar and lead vocals. And it's a a great project. Uh, They played here about a month ago and just blew the place away, and I'm really looking forward to that. That's on Friday night. I remember when I had Lee on the show... uh He's been on several times, but one of the times I think it came out or Andy told us that that was the first recording Lee was ever on was on Buffalo Stacks album in about six or seven years ago. Wow. Yeah. Yes. If you if you look at the photos from the first Buffalo Stack album, Lee looks like a pretty young kid. He <laughs> yeah, probably he does. was. I don't know how many years ago that was. Maybe. I think six or seven. I seven think the album. Years. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm actually going to play a track off though. of there today. Yeah, Lee oh. was in his teens. Just a just a little little guy at the time. Little guy. And and yeah. tell me about uh, Saturday's show with the Balkan Brothers. What are they about? Uh, they're like the White Stripes. These guys are from Connecticut, and they're they're just badass. They <laughs> uh, they usually play duo. Uh, the two brothers, one's a drummer and one's guitarist, and they have such a big sound, kind of like the White Stripes, you know, like a rocking sound. Sam Smith sat in with them last time. I don't know if he's there this time, the bass player, Sam Smith. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're a national act. They tour all over the country and uh, amazing players. It's so, nice that, you know, that's the one advantage of having all these musicians around now and everybody's home, right? So. Yeah. yeah, unfortunately, uh, all the tours have been canceled, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of sad. Huff, it's tough times, nice. hopefully. Uh, I, I saw an article where Dr. Fauci said, hopefully live music will return this fall in earnest, like big concerts and all of that stuff. But um, time will yeah, tell. It'd be nice to get everyone back to work. Yeah. You know, it's more than just the musicians. It's the venues and the agents and the managers and the you know, the whole scene is just pretty much dead in its tracks. You know, it's rough. It is rough. It's so hard. It's, it's you know, look at Broadway is dark and how long it's been dark for and all these concert halls and, you know. Yeah, it's so sad. It is. It is. Um, there's an organization, you know, too, National Independent Venue Association. I just want to throw yeah, that out. Member. Yeah, tell me a little bit about that, if you would, and if people want to support. I have the website, so I can do that. But what is that about? Well, it's, you know, trying to keep the powers that be to to remind them that the uh, live music industry has been devastated and not to forget them, you know, and make sure that when monies are allocated to help uh, 
businesses that they help this industry. So it's it's real important that you know we're not forgotten. Right. Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, every business needs some help right now, and the arts is one at the top. I mean, it's continuous. I think got so hard hit along hospitality industry as well. So it's uh, it's the organization again. If anybody's listening and and wants to support or just make your voice known, it's called the National Independent Venue Association, and the website is N I V A S S. OC, NIVA Association, NIVAssociation.org. And you can find that link at the Falcons website too. So you can always check that out there as well. So, um, yeah. Um, Tony, and, and um, so we went and talk to me about Richard Julian. He's Sunday. Yeah, Richard's great. He's a um, guitarist, singer, songwriter. He owns a club down in Brooklyn that's been closed since. March, which is a shame, uh, Cafe Lunatico, uh, that does great music. It's a real creative space, and uh, he's he's been around the uh, music scene. He's in the band The Little Willies with Nora Jones, and he's, you know, one of the players, New York City talented players, but he opened a club. I don't know, maybe eight years ago, and it's really loved uh, by uh, creative artists and people that appreciate the creative arts, and uh, I hope that Richard could get back going again. I think something's up that he couldn't do food outside because there's a stop outside of his oh. club, oh. so he couldn't put a you know, tables out in the streets, so he's been shuttered for a long time. Wow, yeah. Gosh. But he's one of my favorite odysseys, has some great records, and his songs are just powerful. Um, I'm, I'm psyched to have him play. Yeah, you, you know, gotta... He'll bring a great band of wonderful musicians from New York up. Yeah, you got a great weekend lined up again Friday with uh, Buffalo Stack, Saturday the Balkan Brothers, and Sunday Richard Julian. You just have to make a reservation Friday, Saturday. Falcon is open. The restaurant at the Falcon is open from 6 to 9. And while you're dining, lo and behold, there might just be some incidental music at at the Falcon. I want to go forwards again to next weekend, the 22nd. We talked about uh, the Friday show. Talk to me about Leslie Mendelson, who's going to be at the Falcon on Saturday, the 23rd. Yes, she's becoming a big star on the scene. I think she was discovered at least by uh, the world, by uh, uh, the guitarist from the Grateful Dead, not Phil Esch. Um, Bob Weir? Bob Weir, yeah. He watched a video that she did of a dead song and got in touch with her and asked her to go on tour with him. Whoa! So she became, uh, you know, part of the Bob Weir group. And then Jackson Brown took her on, and she toured with Jackson, and she's great. She's one of these singers with a crystal clear voice in a great way that she uh, puts a song across. I I, I kind of think of Nora Jones when I hear Leslie sing. Wow. She wow. did 
perform here as an opening act quite a few years ago, and I was just blown away by her, and since then she's blown up. I'm psyched to have her play, and she's going to just play solo. She plays piano and guitar and will sing, and it's really, to me, that's the best way to see an artist. Absolutely. really get to, mm-hmm. you know, hear their creative spirit and, uh, you know, the whole creative process. Yeah. Um, so I'm really looking forward to Leslie Mendelssohn playing here on Saturday. That's uh, the 23rd. What, the 23rd. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then yeah, you have she, your good she's old. Really cool. She sounds fantastic, and I totally agree with you about the smaller groups, the better. I think that's why I like smaller venues. I don't do big stadium shows all that much anymore. Once in a blue moon, but there's something so special about seeing people um, in such an intimate setting um, and hearing them because you really hear them, you know, indiv- as individuals, and it's so cool. It's so cool. Um, then, of yep. course, you've got another great band who's been at the Falcon quite a few times, Dead Grass, on Sunday the 24th. Yes, uh, it's a bluegrass uh, group. They're just all virtuosos, and they uh, channel uh, Grateful Dead and do Dead-inspired music, stuff by the band, Bob Dylan, uh, Great players. Uh, it's not the regular. Matt Turk is one of the members of uh, Dead Grass, but he's hasn't been doing the shows. I think he's laying low on C. Uh, the guitarist uh, singer is uh, kind of fronting the band, and it's called Dead Grass and Friends right now. Oh, nice. Uh, but it uh, they've been kind of a mainstay of the Falcon since we opened up outside and. Uh, People really love them, and they're a national act that's kind of put on hold uh, with touring, and they're psyched to be playing here, and uh, kind of a rotating cast of characters, but uh, it's a drummerless bluegrass band that does uh, dead-style music, and it's usually accordion and, you know... The mandolins and banjos and upright bass and guitars and great singers and cool stuff. Yeah, a lot of fun, a lot of fun. And then um, I also saw on my email update, and I've not heard of this band, so tell me about the band called What? Yeah, they're, I, I think they were a bunch of jazz students who... Uh, you know, went to jazz programs and had this really cool funk kind of uh, New Orleans horn sound, and they sound great. I, I'm psyched to have them. They haven't played here yet. Oh, nice. You know, they sent me a link to their music, and I was really into it, so I gave them the, the show. They're going to play here what, on Friday the... Uh, 29th. The 29th, I'm glad you were on the top. <laughs> Rita. And on Saturday, the 30th of January, you've got Hollis Brown. Right, and they're starting, they're going to play, I think, six weeks in a row every Saturday. Let's see, five weeks in a row. They're going to do the 30th of January, then the 6th of February the 13th, 20th, and 27th of February. They're going to play at each Saturday night for five weeks. Uh, 
and they're going to do a different show each week. Uh, they're going to do kind of cover-to-cover of different records. I know at least they're doing Aftermath by the Rolling Stones. Nice. Great Stones album. And they're also doing Loaded by the Velvet Underground. One night they'll just do cover-to-cover the Loaded album, which, you know, is an amazing uh, album that Lou Reed and the Velvet Underground put out. Uh, And... Have you seen Hollis Brown? I have seen them. I have. Yeah, really good. Plus, Mike is going to be on the show in two weeks. So. And Mike is such a great singer. Yeah. He's yeah. got a great voice. Great and energy. Rocking. Yeah. Great energy. Yeah. That, 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 they're fabulous. And they're another national act that would be playing festivals and all over the country. And unfortunately, they don't have uh, uh, venues to play at. So I'm lucky. They want to, they want to play. They're going to do a residency here every Saturday night. And they've been another one of these bands that have been playing quite a bit at the Falcons since we opened up in July. Yep. Yeah, I really dig them. So I'm psyched to have Hollis Brown doing a residency. Yeah, and that starts on January 30th. So like I said, I, I look forward to talking to Mike. He's been on the show a couple of years ago, um, and yeah. it's been a while. So now we're we're going to talk to him in a couple of weeks, and he'll tell us more. He'll probably have a better feel of what he's going to be doing for those five weeks. So we'll share that with the audience as well. Um, we're talking, by the way, if people are just tuning in, we are talking to Tony Falco, owner of Live at the Falcon in beautiful Marlboro, New York. And um, yeah, a, a couple of shows that that you had this summer, too, that I just thought were exquisite. Amy Helm, she did a residency. She did a residency, yes. Yeah. Yep. And she used different artists, uh, musicians each time, and Amy's amazing and her new record is just so cool she has such soul and you know she's definitely a hudson valley treasure and it's nice to have her play here and uh with a great band yeah yeah absolutely on a couple of those lee was drumming on them which was really nice to have him playing with it was really nice i know i know i even hey i gotta say even my kid got to play one time with her so caroline caroline yeah (laughs) Uh, that's great. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of awesome. We were just hanging out the week before. Amy's like, hey, bring your violin next week. Just let's play a track. And Caroline's like, what? And uh, sure enough, you know, so Amy is just, she's another one. She just supports the, you know, the youth, you know, and um, and her she son does. on the on the ba- on the bongos there. It's just so cool. Yeah, little Lee. Yeah. Little Levon. Yeah. He, and he was double drumming with lee falco which was cool oh my god and lee was just like giving him the heads up just the interaction between the two lees was so beautiful to watch you know um yeah it was it was really special those those uh those uh, nights with amy helm at the falcon um another performer that i think i've seen every time he's been there this summer because he always brings also such unique players is oz noy yeah oz is phenomenal yeah great guitarist yeah um, he's, uh, plays with some of the greats, uh, James Genus did a couple of them on bass, uh, Anton Fig. Anton Fig did one, uh, uh who's the other great drummer he played with, uh, Jeff Tane Watts. Yes. Yes. Jeff Tane Watts. Thanks. 
You can tell I've been to the Falcon once or twice. You know? Tane is great. I love him. I should remember his name. Well, you know, Tony, you got like hundreds of musicians coming through your door. I know you see them, but it's sometimes like that name to come to the mind is a little bit, Oh, it's, you know. It's tough when get them mixed up. You know, I've even, you know, I've been introducing musicians on the stage and, <laughs> well, what's their name? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Who's here tonight? Where am I? You know, yeah, it's, uh, you know, yeah, you, you've got a good thing going on there, my friend. It keeps going. Yeah. I'm lucky that people like Osnoy want to play, Mike Stern, these great guitarists, you know, and all these great musicians want to oh, yeah. oh, do my shows God. at the Falcon. I'm so lucky. Oh, it's it's just unbelievable. And I forgot which show it was where Jack DeJanette was in the audience. Who did you have in? Must have been Tane Watts or something. Jeff Tane Watts, and he was there or something. I don't know, but you look. Medeski was on it. What? Which one was it? Uh, was it? Yeah, Tane? that was special for me. You know, I love Jack T. Jeanette, and uh, he and Lydia came in, and Lydia asked that you know I try to keep him warm because it was it was chilly outside it was october <laughs> yes so i built a little cabana with a heater in it for jack and lydia and to me it, it's like you know the the guys getting to play with jack dejanet they they get so excited if you know jack will ask them to be in his group or you know he sits in with them for me to make a little cabana and have it ready for Jack and make sure he's all right, that's like for a, a club owner. Right. The cool stuff that I get to do, you know, and <laughs> instead of getting to play with Jack Dijonet, I get to, you know, make sure he's cool, make him a cup of coffee and bring it out to him in his little cabana. So Right, and make sure know, he's, he's nice and comfortable. He's one of the stars of the jazz world who it's an honor to have in our house and he's played here a few times and you know we've been friends for quite a few years you've had a few of those kind of people john schofield's been in your house too you know yeah a number of times and john's wonderful yeah and david amram he's another one i always pick him up and bring him to the club he's in his 90s now and He'll drive, but I don't want him driving. He lives in Beacon, so I go pick him up, and I get to hang with David Amram, who is just a, a treasure of pop culture and full of stories. And You don't have to say a word with him. He will just, I mean, and he has more energy than I do, and I'm like, you know, a lot younger than he is. Yeah, it's mind-blowing. He, he, he's such a cool guy, he's, uh, and it's great for me to spend time with him. You know, we celebrated his 90th birthday here. Were you here for that one? I was not. I was not. No, not that, for that. That was great. Right. He was supposed to do it at Lincoln Center, and because of COVID, it was canceled, and he asked if he could do it here. So we, it was on his actual 90th birthday. Oh, oh man. Oh, that's so, so special. That's yeah, so it was special. an honor to have David do that. Oh. You've had some amazing musicians there. I remember one show in particular. Chris Thiele was there. Right, with Brad Meldow. They did a duo show right before they made it a record. Uh, Yeah, Chris is great. I love the Punch Brothers, and Chris is a a great player, and Brad's no slouch either. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. You know? you know what? I think one of my top three favorite shows were of, I want to say it must be 2019 now, um, the show that you had with Christian McBride. and uh, uh, Yeah, uh, that was Joshua Redman yeah. and uh, the Mood Swing Reunion. Brian about- Blade. Brian and Brad Meldow, Christian McBride and Joshua Redman. That was just sick. That was like, that stayed with me for like a week or two. Like one of the first things I thought of when I woke up in the morning, because I was on such a high from that show. It was, ah, it was, I mean, it doesn't get for me better than that. That was like. Yeah, that was, that was great. They spent three days here working on new material before they went into the studio and recorded. And they did two, uh, nights of performances and I was their sound man for the three days and just hanging out with them, you know, taking care of them. And like I'm saying, to be able to do that, even though I'm not playing music with them, which I'm sure would be amazing just to be the guy to facilitate them to write music and to perform and be comfortable it's so important for me to do that kind of thing i love it yep. we did uh something like that with pat Matheny and the unity band Never back forget that years ago and it was the same type of thing they were here for a few days and just working on the new material now it was pat Matheny and chris potter antonio sanchez uh and they had 24 songs. They didn't even have names for the songs. They were just numbers, and they worked on that material and worked it out, and then they went into the studio the next day and won the Grammy for the oh, album. So. Oh, man, and they started it all at the Falcon, man. That was good. Well, I don't know if they started, started it, but, it, they, but right. they definitely put it together and got it ready for the studio at the Falcon. Right, right. They polished it all up. I remember how excited you were about that show, Tony. You oh, had on sure. your little suit jacket, which doesn't come out of the closet all that often, and... <laughs> You had special menus printed out, and you were just on cloud nine, and it was so beautiful to see your face over those nights that that I was able to be there to see that. And just to watch you was almost as good as just listening to the music. Yeah, well, my musical heroes are on the stage, you know. At your place, yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah. There's been a few like that, you know, when uh, Donald Fagan came and... Just going to say that. Yes. Played. That was another one that was just, you know. Tell me about special. that. Go into a little bit of uh, detail with Donald Fagan being there. Well, his, his group, the Night Flyers, which included my son Lee, uh, did a tour of the United States and uh, they uh, were recording, uh, not recording, they were rehearsing the band. And actually, they rehearsed in the building, uh, which was the old Falcon, a bit. So I got to hang a bit with <laughs> Donald, Donald and he's at my house, you know. He's in town here, and going to the deli, no one recognizes him. <laughs> Donald Fagan's in town, but no one knows. Right. Oh, and he's God. a cool cat, you know, and such a musical genius. And uh, to have, you know, my son and... Uh, my friends uh, in the band, and, and they did a pre-show before the tour at the Falcon. It was here. a secret show. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just 
so much demand to come and see it, I couldn't really put it out to everyone. Right. And we filled the room. You were here that night. I was there that night. I was, like, blown away. And um, your pride in watching your son, you know, just about leaving for this national tour with Donald Fagan. I I never get sick of what having when lee plays and i just sometimes just look back up on the altar there that's what i called your soundboard up there and just see you looking i must never get old right seeing your boy playing up there uh, i love him and i love seeing him play you know it's, it's just wonderful well he's 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 made quite a name for himself and he's what 26 now yeah he just turns 26 in december yeah yeah, I mean, I can't even imagine where he's going to be in 10 or 15 years. He's done some amazing work, and he continues to do so, and he's getting very um, spread out beautifully with different groups and, and, and recording now, and of course he's got the building, which is now a recording studio. Um, right, building you know, records. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's yeah, He and Brandon Morrison and uh, Will Bryant, their partners in a recording studio, and they've, you know, put out some great records and work with some amazing people. Yep. In fact, Little Feet just uh, recorded parts of their new record, the horn section, at the building, which was cool, you know. Oh, nice. We have Little Feet, uh, be, uh, the building records is part of the Little Feet record. Uh, recording nice. and Stephen Bernstein and J- Jay Collins and uh, Eric Lawrence were a horn section that was putting together the horn parts for the new record. Man, man, good stuff. And of cool course, stuff. of course, Scott Gerard is now the guitarist for Little Feet. Yes, yeah, uh, the local boys are doing good. They Connor are doing Kennedy's good. And Steely Dan. Yeah, if we could just get live music back online and get rid of this COVID and going. I'm sure Scott is chomping at the bit. Oh, he is. I had him on a few months ago. He's like, you know, my two dreams when I was growing up. I loved the Allman Brothers and I loved Little Feet. And, you know, it's like, hello, he gets to play with both and he is chomping at the bit just waiting for the time to happen. And, you know, we just got to keep safe in the meantime, man. So Yeah, well... Couldn't yeah. happen to a better guy. Scott's great. Yeah, he is. He is. As are you, Tony Falco. You described uh, um, somebody as a Hudson Valley treasure. Well, you are a Hudson Valley treasure. And I thank you from my heart and from anyone listening, anyone that knows you, for doing what you do. Um, I fell in love with the the first time I walked into the Falcon. I fell in love with that place. And you know why? And it's a really simple thing. I love the fact, and not everybody can do this, and I respect it. But you don't charge a ticket price. And, you know, everybody does their part and everybody knows it. And you've educated your audience so well. It's a donation box. And you can also tip on your credit card if you didn't have cash with you. And the way that you've always done that and you've been so inclusive of everyone, that was the number one thing that just sucked me into this beautiful place. I know when I, whenever I pull up, and I'm in the parking lot and I'm waiting to go in. I know that I'm home. And I think oh, nice. anybody that has been to the Falcon any amount of time, it's what it feels like. It's just, you know, familiar. And and I just, I thank you for doing, and I speak for all the musicians, all your employees, all your customers 
that say thank you for doing what you do and your love of passion of music and the arts. I mean, Tony, you know, I mean, you are a Hudson Valley treasure. So thank you. Thank you. Seriously. And to keep it going. You're making in these... me blush here. Aww. You know? <laughs> We're lucky it's radio, aren't we? <laughs> So, but you know, and it, during these times, and you could easily just close those doors, but you, your heart is too big, and you're like, I'm gonna do it as long as I can, and you've been doing this, and and you know, it doesn't go unnoticed, and and I appreciate it. Everybody else does. Again, it just keeps some of us sane, just to be able to go out and hear music every once in a while. So yeah, we need know. to keep it going. You know, yeah. Yeah. And and the donation thing is just great. And and people are generous and you always say that. But you know what? If times are tough and you can't you put in a couple bucks. If times are great and I love the way you say it, hey, forty, fifty, put a hundred bucks in, whatever you can do. And it, people do that. They do. Yeah. I have some generous patron patrons and some that can't afford, they they do what they can and I don't look at them like dollar signs. I you know, it's nice to get a little bit away from capitalism and materialism and just have it for the love of music. But, you know, we have this pay our bills and the artists have to pay their bills. So I do encourage people to be generous, but I don't look at people like dollar signs. I don't want to think in those terms. Our society is just corrupted by money. You know, a lot of what's going on now is just about money and corruption i want to stay away from that keep it pure keep it about love and keep it about music and include everybody and you're not not allowed to come in because you can't afford a ticket price and for that i mean that's just a beautiful proud of that we have no you know discrimination of money of color of you know Everyone is welcome at the Everyone, time. everyone. And that's the beautiful thing. And, and it's just, it's home. It's home for so many of us. And um, it's a home away from home, I should say. And um, it just is a very special place. I thank you for having it. I, I, I can't tell you what that place means to me. I already told you, Tony, my funeral's going to be at the Falcon. I already told oh, my daughter. Man. I'm not kidding you. Um, and uh, I just, well. <laughs> we'll celebrate before that happens, but I'm just yeah, telling well. you. <laughs> I'm not going to be around for that, reader. Yeah, I'm going way before you. No, you're Tony, we don't know kid. these things. You, no, I'm not that young. I'm just a few years behind you. I'm not young. I promise you. Well. I am right behind you. So, But who knows? Age almost doesn't have anything to do with it. So we just hope that we all stay safe, especially during these times. I know you've taken extraordinary measures in keeping your place and your staff, your staff safe and all of us patrons. Yeah, we're all working hard, the team from Fern and everyone you know, John, the manager, we, we we all really care about keeping everyone safe. And, and they do such a kick-ass job. I have to say hello to Fern, who I would guess is listening. And um, she has just kicked ass with publicity and marketing. And Yeah, have you had her on? I haven't had her on. You hey, Fern. Hey, Fern. On. Yeah, I know. You're right. You're right. She, yeah, she's involved with all of this and, you know, and a lot more. She's had... A wonderful career in, uh, you know, art and in uh, promotions and news and 
writing, and she's just an amazing person and a wonderful person. She really is. She really is. Um, When I used to be in Beacon for my day job at that time, um, I used to sneak into Fern's apartment, and we used to sit there for an hour or two and just kibbutz and have tea, our famous tea time together, and it was wonderful. Yeah, yeah. I miss that. I I don't get down to Beacon during the daytime anymore, but uh, it was always fun spending some time with with Fern. And also, John um, is back now. Now as John a, Evans, yes, yeah. yeah, he's been here since the beginning. You know, he left for a while, but he he had he was in Culinary Institute at the time when he first started working here yep. in two thousand one. And since James left, um, John has done a wonderful job. He sure has. He's always steered that ship really nicely, and uh, he's he's great. He's fantastic. Such a professional yeah, and such a pro, guy. and just should have John John on the show. Works his ass <laughs> off. He works his ass off. You know, he as does, does he does everything. Yeah, yeah. He's cooking. He's yeah. Managing. He's bartending. You know, he's doing it all. Doing man. the books. He was doing <laughs> payroll today. Because the end of the. The bookkeeper is out. Aww. John does it all. Yeah, yeah, he's great. It's he just, great that you have he just people like that. He handed me a list of everything I have to buy for this weekend. <laughs> so he keeps me going. It's like here's your shopping list this week. So yeah, yeah. Well, the Falcon is open Friday through Sundays from six to nine p.m. I encourage listeners. Geez, if you've been, I don't need to tell you anything. But if you haven't been treat yourself because I will put my money on the line and say that you will love it. I don't know anyone that's ever not loved it. And it's just the vibe is like the best thing in the whole place. The food is yummy, great different menu options, the libation. Tony, you focus on local products a lot, especially in the underground. Uh, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. you got it going on, Tony Falco. I want to be you in my next lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> All right, enough, Rita. <laughs> Can't take it anymore. No. Tony, I love you. Thank you so much for uh, doing I what you, you do. And, and, um, and everyone be safe out there and yeah. support living artists, please. Yeah, absolutely. I thank you for your time. Be safe. Hi to Julie. Hi to your family. And I'll see you this weekend. All right. All right. Okay, Rita, All right. thanks. Take care. Well. Yep, bye. All right, you've tuned into 91.3 WVKR Independent Radio, Poughkeepsie, New York. That was Tony Falco, owner and operator of Live at the Falcon in Marlboro, also known as just the Falcon in Marlboro. Again, they're open Friday through Sunday. You can sign up for their email list to see what incidental music might be there while you're dining at the Falcon. He's taken lots of safety protocols and uh, just ah, pure heaven that place is to me. Um, I'm going to keep the music going. This is an artist that will be at the Falcon uh, later on this month. Let's take a listen to Osnoy here on 
Happy Traum, and you're listening to Rita Ryan on Local Motion on 91.3 WVKR, Independent Radio, Poughkeepsie, New York. Shotgun, I go walking out to the jukebox. Wooly, bully, looking high, looking low. Gonna scare you up and shoot you. Mr. Charlie told me so. I won't even take your life, won't even take a limb. Just unload my shotgun. I take a little skin, juba juba, bully bully, looking high, looking low, gonna scare you up and shoot you. Mr. Charlie told me so. Well, you take my silver dollar, you take those silver dimes, fix it up together, some alligator wine. Mr. Charlie tells me I can't do nothing wrong. Juba Juba, bully bully, looking high, looking low, gonna scare you up and shoot you. Mr. Charlie told me so. Mr. Charlie told me so. Oh yeah, 
913 WVKR Independent Radio, Poughkeepsie, New York. It's 512. That is Rennie Pincus's new release called Grateful Songs of the Dead. That is the Grateful Dead, of course. Most of you, many of you will know that, not all. Um, we just heard Mr. Charlie. This is a new release with a bunch of great special guests, including Annalise and Ryan from the Valley Hour, who are also featured on that track along with Rennie. Um, Rennie will be a guest here on Local Motion on February 3rd. This release is to benefit the organization Why Hunger. So we're going to talk in depth with Rennie about that um, on February 3rd. Also guests on this CD include Jimmy Vivino, Scott Sherrard, Tash Neal, Andy Falco, Alyssa Gray, and of course, as I just mentioned, Annalise and Ryan from The Valley Hour. Thanks for sending this my way, Rennie. Look forward to having you on the show. Also getting us started today with, on this uh, segment, Osnoy, Snapdragon. His latest release was just released a couple of months ago. Also produced by Oz Noy, Snapdragon. We heard the release called Evidence. Uh, Oz was a guest on the show a few months back. Great talking with him. If you're not familiar with him, he's quite Italian talent. OzNoy.com. You can check out more about Oz on that website. And let's keep the music going. More new music that was just sent my way from the Hudson Valley Blues Society. Let's take a listen right here, right now. 91.3 WVKR.
WVKR Lost Leaders. Their latest release came out in 2019 titled Promises, Promises, We Heard All That I Want, comprised of Peter Cole and Byron Isaacs. Um, Byron Isaacs has uh, been in quite a few groups that you may know.